This week on the Bailcast, we represent the oppressed, the powerless of the world. We are their voice. We are liberators. What's done? We're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey! Beefcast. Bamfcast. Bamfcast. Episode 404. Right. We found it. Here it is. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Hacky. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this year, Bamfcast, is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good, bad movies, enjoyable, bad movies. They get one, five jocks, and robot jocks. Yeah, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty sweet movie. Yeah. However, bad, bad movies and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of five bags is in the giant bags of trash in which they belong. Just gross. Hefty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what led us to this movie other than... We had it. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did 1981's Nighthawks. 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 Yeah. There, we've all said it. All right, let's rate. <laughs> From uh, the director of Hard to Kill. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But that's the ticket. <laughs> totally. That uh, yeah. 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 I, I thought that was our Bamfcast connection. That yeah, totally. Sure. Billy D. Williams is really the Oh connection. yeah. Of Agent Double O Soul Secret fame. Agent His most favorite Soul. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Agent Double O Soul. There are a multitude of Bamfcast people in this movie. Okay. Um let's let's do a quick plot summary because that's what we usually do here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we'll talk more about it. Conservative street cop De Silva reluctantly agrees to terminate an international terrorist who has demanded media attention, but De Silva's at-home tactics are very much put to the challenge. At-home? T- <laughs> okay. Standard cop tactics. Fine. Hmm. That description is as wonky as this movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Conservative. De Silva is Sylvester Stallone. He is. Mm-hmm. Of Cobra fame. Mm-hmm. With a lot of hair. And and over, over the, the top. top. Yep. And yeah. a sweet fucking beard. Yes. Ooh. He is hairy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine Rambo 3 hairy, but with some of that hair on his mm. face. <laughs> yep. And the uh, terrorist he's chasing down, Rucker Hauer. Mm-hmm. Of like a billion things we've watched at this point. Yeah, like that Nazis on the Moon movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in that? Probably. That not quite Zadoichi movie he was in. Uh-huh. What, Blind Fury? Blind Fury, yes. <laughs> yeah, he's in Split Second. Mm-hmm. He's in Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah. He's, yes. He's prolific. Uh, he is. He was also in Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. It's pretty One good. version of Blade Runner. Hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 I like Jared Leto. There's also Persis Kambada, who is yes. in Megaforce. That's right. She's <laughs> the bald chick from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Persis Kambada. But yeah, Megaforce is the thing she's most famous for. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done a. Have we done a Stallone movie? Uh, yeah, movie? we just Over named the them. Top we just Cobra. named several of them. Oh, that was before my time. I don't know. Fuck and, you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you may have seen him in Rambo. <laughs> I, yes, I've heard of him. Yes. He was in a movie called Rocky. Oh, yeah. That guy. I like him. He's good. I bet he's real good in this murdering a lot of dudes. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell we don't really want to talk about Nighthawk? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, there's other uh, Bamcast people that show up in smaller roles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People have been in other things we've watched. Catherine say. Mary Stewart is in this. Yes. She is. Of, of Night of the Comet. Very briefly. And very dubbed. And the Apple. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. But yeah. Eh. Mm-hmm. Eh is right. Uh, 
Um, I almost don't want to recap this one. Just yeah, cause... it's fine because I mean, recapping <laughs> it should be easy because we don't have to like describe the establishing shots that go on for very long periods of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts off with uh, well, do we see Rutgerhauer first or Stallone first? No, it's, it's Stallone doing the Stallone undercover thing. Is a lady walking down the street? Yeah. Stop it's... me if you've heard this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a purse snatching sting mm-hmm. basically. And he's wearing a mask. Yeah. And he beats up some some toughs and chases one down mm-hmm. to the end of the, the railway. Yeah. I mean, this this movie starts off all right because they're actually doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's the Mission Impossible rubber mask thing. You're like, haha, I'm Sylvester Stallone, not yeah. that old lady. It's hard to be convincing with all this beard. Right. <laughs> so I must wear a full mask that makes me look like some sort of live doll. Yeah. But yeah they, they beat the shit out of the toughs. He has a little bit of a foot chase down or up into the elevated train mm-hmm. section. Throws, you know, guy has a knife. They fight for a little bit. Throws him up against the fence. Knocks him out. And then the best part is that we see the shot from like the other side of the tracks, <laughs> where he's just dragging him along, yeah. like handcuffed to his wrist, and reading him the Miranda rights. Just dragging him yeah. the lengthwise of this shot out of out of frame. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. But um, yeah. Billy, do we mention? Yeah, we mentioned Billy D. Sort of offhandedly that one of the reasons we watch this, but you know, he, he's his partner mm-hmm. and um, he just kind of stayed behind and was cuffing the other dudes. He plays Matthew Fox. He does. <laughs> yes. He's a party of five all in mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, I, I believe after this is when we see Rucker Hauer, who's hanging out in London and he goes into a shop and he inquires about some cologne, mm-hmm. flirts with Catherine Mary Stewart for a second, shoves a bag underneath her desk and then mm-hmm. walks outside and everything blows up. Yes, and he makes a phone call saying Wolfgar is here. Wolfgar number one. Wolfgar will. <laughs> well, he calls yeah. like the Associated Press or whatever. It basically gives yeah. them the yeah. statement. Yeah. From the phone booth outside. Right. Mm-hmm. Like while there's sirens and everything going mm-hmm. off. It's yeah. like, yeah, I think we might know where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. Well, back in those days, I mean, you can make a phone call from right outside where you just bombed and still yeah. get away. Sure. Sure. Yeah. They're. they're... Besides lots of other obvious things that people could do to stop the progress of this movie, this is very much one of those movies where if cell phones existed, this movie would be yeah. a 20-minute program. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, video cameras. It also yeah. should have been half as long based on something that happens halfway through this movie, but right. yes, cell phones would have ended this right yeah. away. Yeah. But yeah. So when we come back to New York, uh, it is Stallone and Billy Dee Williams just traversing through shitty ass New York. Oh, like the shittiest of New York going to a place, but it just takes them for fucking ever because they have to go through alleys and up on a roof mm. and down through a stairwell, kick some garbage around. And then they just produce shotguns out of well, their yeah, jackets. I mean, there is one alley they walk through that looks like someone just picked a dumpster up, <laughs> dumped it on the ground and left it. Like yeah. this one alley trash just alley. looks like, <laughs> like the shitty, shitty New York that we want. Yeah. They, they don't know garbage pickup in that alley. Mm-hmm. They just everyone throws it out the window. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they uh, they produce shotguns and they they yeah, bust they, into a place. Yeah, and, they go up the fire escape to get to this place. Right. But, yeah, they bust in and. And one guy starts mouthing off to Billy D and Billy D's not going to take this. He loses his shit. He's going to murder this man. Yeah. And Stallone is the voice of reason. He's like, hey, hey, don't just be cool. Don't. Yeah. And Billy, yeah, Billy D's, D's just like, motherfucker, I'm going to blow this motherfucker's you. head off. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, hey, hey, let's just calm down. <laughs> Let's chill. And right away, mm-hmm. we're like, why is Stallone the voice of reason and Billy yeah. D the loose cannon? That doesn't make any sense at mm-hmm. all. It's what nobody wants. But uh, yeah, because I mean, mm-hmm. Billy D's Mr. Smooth and yeah, well, Stallone's usually kind of sort of sure, but, still, but also like, kind of violent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So anyway, 
Uh, I think we go back to Rucker Hauer, who's yeah. chilling in like a, a college yeah, it, party. It, it, that's the yeah. that's the other thing. It's like this starts off and it's we were like Night Dog is a New Year's movie because like they have date stamps yeah. and and play and location stamps each time they flip around, mm-hmm. and it's like we see what's happening on December thirty first in New York and London, mm-hmm. and that, that's when you know Rucker Hauer blew the place up. Yeah. But then it's like I think like seven days later, it's and we're seeing January. seeing what's happening them, you know, with them that they're still doing their thing, busting street level people and yeah Rutgers chilling at a like a house party it mm-hmm. seems to be his house party <laughs> kind of maybe I don't know it just seems like a college party that he shouldn't be at yeah but uh a dude and he's got a in. sweet beard at yeah. this point yes. too yeah it, it should also be mentioned that he doesn't look like Rucker Hauer exactly I mean he no. looks like Rucker Hauer but it's like he's there's obvious some, obviously something else going on he looks like he has one of those beards glued to his face that right. is actually painful <laughs> Yeah. And is, so he's having to sort of puff out his face so that mm-hmm. he's not in constant pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but they've got a fake nose on him. Right. And, yeah. So, yeah, he's having a party and this guy sort of exasperate, exasperated, like shows up and is like, I got to talk to you. And he's like, right, chill, baby. I'm going to go talk to this guy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, th- the other thing about this party is like it, it's super creepy because yes. it's like Rucker Hauer and a bunch of other like teenagers for well, like college age. Kids. Just no, I'm saying like 40, 50 year old dudes and then. College girls. Hey, man, that's London. Okay, <laughs> sure. But yeah, this guy shows up and it's like, oh, great. Yeah, more, more, more for the creep factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy's all sweaty and is like, yeah, uh, I don't even know what his reason was. He was just like, panic, panic, panic. They're on to us. And he's like, and you came here? Because mm-hmm. and- he looks out the window and like sees a hastily mm-hmm. parked car with three dudes shuffling out of it. And he's mm-hmm. like, you might not have said anything to the cops, but they still heard you anyway. Yeah. yeah. And so let's go out in the hallway so we can talk. Yeah. And then he says his line, which is, I guess, what he says right before. He kills people, which is like, you're going to a better world. Mm-hmm. And then just produces a tiny little. Gun. Well, he's been he's been holding a guitar because mm-hmm. he's just the most pretentious fuck at this party. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as the three guys are coming up the stairs, he's just like, hey, and shoots through the guitar with an Uzi that we didn't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and which nobody inside the party hears. No, the party's loud. Mm-hmm. And so those three dudes are dead. And the, the informant guy is like, ah, uh, hell. And then, you know. Parker Howard kind of goes over to him yeah, and like, sends him to the better, puts his head on or hand on his forehead, right. just like healed brother <laughs> murders him. Mm-hmm. And then one lady wanders out with a drink and is just like, what's all the, ah, but he's already like run off yeah, down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. also just to further how pretentious he was. Like when he, the lady he was talking to, when the guy showed up, he was like, stick around away from me. I, I what is, I'm an extraordinary man. Is that what he was? Something or something like that. He, yeah. Something like oh yeah, I think he was talking about his guitar skill. Mm-hmm. Something basically was just like oh, I'm super awesome. I'm worth waiting for. I'll mm-hmm. be right back. Mm-hmm. But yes, so he leaves and yeah, yeah. Um, then I, does he? He basically it, this is when he runs off to Paris. Yeah, yeah, he he's in Paris, and that's when he meets up with Persis Kambata. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in a see church. her arrive for fucking ever. Yeah, and then yeah, they're in a her, church. Her name is Shaka Holland. It, it is. It, it is. is. Yeah. I just there's some good names in this. Shaka. But yeah, uh, the they mm-hmm. meet. They meet in a church at, in the confessional booth, and she's like, "Listen, you know, you you done fucked up, friend." Yeah. And he's Jenkins isn't thrilled with you because you shot one of our own people. Because mm-hmm. it, it's established here that basically he's been like Rucker Howard is. He's either trying to get into this larger terrorist cell, or he's trying to be like the best 
guy in the terrorist cell or something. He's I, just he's auditioning yeah. to move up the ladder. Yeah, I, I got the impression he was just the gun for hire for this terrorist organization. It, he is, but he wants bigger and better. Okay, he wants yeah. more terrorizing. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, that's not going to happen because uh, that dude that we sent, you know, he's not happy you killed his guy." Yeah, he's like, "Well, he led the cops to me," and she's like, "Well, he also had your passport in his mm-hmm. in his pocket." When you shot him. Yeah. So, so they like know what shilling. you look Yeah. They know what you look like now. <laughs> yeah. Because your picture was in the passport. Yeah. And he's like, ah, that doesn't matter. It'll be all right. We'll, she's we'll like, find a way. Yeah. She's like, well, you kind of can't go anywhere because everyone knows what you look like now. Mm-hmm. So they go to a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Who changes his face. Mm-hmm. Sure. To look like Rucker Howard. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, they do the whole thing. Like, yeah. oh, I need nose smaller yeah. and. Make fix my jawline and, yeah. and give make my eyes blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like in between that, uh, Stallone and Billy D were on another stakeout where he's a well-dressed man walking under a bridge, I guess in central mm-hmm. park or whatever. And they're just waiting for the street toughs to mug them. And then, you know, a patrol car pulls up and it's just like, Hey guys, here's a letter. You need to read this. They're so pissed. And God, they are just like, listen, patrol man, we are going to fucking murder you. And he's just like, Hey, I'm just doing what I'm told. And Billy D is just Stallone is holding Billy D back. Yeah. Billy D is like, I'm going to fucking murder this man. Yeah. And the cops <laughs> in the car are like, yeah, the glory boys just mad. They can't get all their glory. And it's like glory. Boys. And it's like, you're about to bust purse snatchers. Yeah. There's no glory in busting purse yeah. snatchers. They I'm make, sorry. They continue to make these guys out to be like these hot shots. And all they do are busting like the bullshit. Lo- they're, yeah, I mean, they're like the people Spider-Man started out busting. Yes, I mean, before th- he worked up to super villains. This is the shit you have to do before you become detective. But somehow these guys are just like, we're fucking famous for this. Look at our threads. We're so yeah. fancy. <laughs> I mean, we're awesome. And, you know, just walking into the police department, high five and people like, yeah, it's the fucking purse snatcher dethroners. Yeah. They're great. Uh, but yeah, they just they come in and they're just like, we got this letter. What the fuck is this captain? And he's just like, yeah, you're reassigned and don't fucking touch me. And I'm your captain and such. Yeah. And they're like, and that's also, and yeah, also Stallone went and met with, uh, with bionic woman. Oh yeah. He went to see his, who I, is his ex-wife, ex-wife, I guess. Yeah. And she works in a textile factory or something. Lindsay Wagner. Yeah. yeah Lindsay, I don't think we Lindsay mentioned Wagner. she was in this movie. She, yeah. She's in this movie, but fuck all who cares. I mean, like uh, yeah. she serves. Yeah. No apparently purpose. the majority of her scenes were cut out of the movie okay. at yeah. some point. Because yeah. the original cut was like two and a half hours. This cut was 99 minutes. This just establishes that Stallone once knew a lady. Yeah. <laughs> and, and who he happened to care about right. at some point. Yes. But yes. But, and he's basically like doing the whole like we broke up thing, but now I want you back. And like doing the like the touching her face thing. And she's like, nah, let's no. Yeah, maybe. Don't. Like I like we, we're still cool, but don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and. He said, well, uh, maybe we should get back together. Yeah. She's like, you didn't. doing a Bullwinkle impression. Yeah. She's like, you don't, <laughs> you don't give a shit about me when, he, when we were together. So why do you give a shit now? And he's like, huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, got stumped, it. you got a point. <laughs> score, <laughs> one, score one point for Bionic Woman. Yeah. But this, so. Score one so point for Nighthawk. From here, this is when I was like, all right. Like, because he keeps touching the police chief too, and the police chief's yeah. having none of it. He's like, "Don't you fucking touch me, <laughs> right? <laughs> fucking purse snatcher stopper, get the Hot. fuck out of my office, Mister Hotshot, big man on canvas, purse yeah. snatcher stopper." Yeah. yeah. So this starts a portion of the movie that makes more sense now that we've found out this movie was heavily edited down, because they are taken to this like they're going to be reassigned to this counterterrorism mm-hmm. unit, 
And the dude who showed up at the crime scene in London has is now set up shop in New York. Yeah. And is like, this dude's coming. Now, Rucker Hauer is still in Paris as this movie is cutting back and forth as they're learning all this stuff about Rucker mm-hmm. Hauer. But dude is just like, he's coming. He's going to be here. It's going to happen. Well, the, yeah. he showed up. Like, I think the, the Paris stuff had already happened. Like, he... He was a, he was arriving about the time they were yeah, getting called in this because, because he, part of the briefing is he says that he killed a there's a, a dead plastic surgeon so yeah. he later could look like it, anyone but it it se- that seemed like day three of their mm. taking yeah. classes because because yeah. that is one of this movie's problems is it establishes all these timelines in the beginning mm-hmm. with stamps on the screen mm-hmm. and stops yes yeah. like once right once Rucker Hauer has has reached New York. You don't get any of that anymore, so you mm-hmm. have no idea how long a period of time this movie takes place over anymore. Yeah. But so, like, dude from the UK is here, and he's just like, all right, listen up, cops. You're pussies. You need to learn how to not be pussies anymore. You need to learn to pull the trigger. Just <laughs> yeah. straight up it's murder. Like, look, you're going to have to be prepared to murder this guy. And Stallone's like, I have a problem with that. And he's like, oh, you what? <laughs> I don't think so. You're a cop. He's like, I didn't sign up to be a killer. <laughs> Yeah, well, and like, also, well, he, let me he, tell you something. <laughs> and he and Billy D. Williams are like not taking any of this seriously. No, they're either. like having tickle fights and shit. I mean, they're yeah. just... Billy D. Williams has a joy buzzer, like an old school <laughs> yes, joy buzzer does. ring. But, and in, yes. the, in the middle of this guy talking, like taps Stallone on the shoulder and for some reason offers up his hand. And Stallone's like, OK, I've known you for like 10 years, but I'll shake your hand. It's, it's, just, like, oh. it's like three days into this class. He's just like, hey, man, shake on it. And then he's like, ha joy buzzer. It's like, just the fuck? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're not having it, but uh but this this is like this guy's whole thing is like you have to get into the mind of a serial killer or uh, of a terrorist, but yeah. it may as well be get in the mind of a serial killer. You but. have to know everything about him because he's gonna find out everything about you. Because yeah, he throws out, he's like, well, that's why your wife left you, right, Sylvester Stallone, and all this bullshit. Because he he kept questioning, like, I didn't really sign up for this, and it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe because you're a pussy yeah, cop. You're, that's you're, why your wife left you're you. You're fifty three like, kills in Nam say yeah, otherwise, yeah. but you have a problem with killing, and he. Stallone stands up like he's just gonna fucking murder this man, and yeah. he's just like, "I'm, go- I'm leaving." It's, <laughs> it's like quit. a, it's like a shot. It is the like rise up, like yeah, oh yeah, like I am straight up gonna murder. Like you, you just see over the shoulder of the dude, and then you just Stallone has risen up, and you're <laughs> mm-hmm. like, "Oh fuck, that guy's dead." But, but no, no, he just turns Stallone's around, and walks like, away. "I'm going home, I'm walking away." Yeah. So yeah, changes but his mind, goes back Billy in. Billy D convinces yeah. him to yeah. stick around. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Rucker Hauer has arrived in New York, mm-hmm. and he has uh, scoped out the UN building, mm-hmm. and he has met a lady in a club. Yep. They also sat underneath the uh, Roosevelt Island sky car trolley thing, right. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They went to the ABC television network. Well, that was after he met the lady. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, the the British dude that was, you know, basically said, this is his MO. He's, he moves somewhere, meets a young lady basically you know moves in with her so he has a place to like store his equipment mm-hmm. and so that's his thing and so yes he immediately is in the nightclub meets his lady and then like i guess it's like again because there's no establishment of time it's like they hang out for like one night and she's like you can move in with me yeah he like comes Maybe home he's really charming he, he walks in one day and she's left a note like i'm gone for four days because she's a stewardess mm-hmm. and he, he's just like okay time to mm-hmm whip out all my gear i guess because he's been carrying around a briefcase that he puts down on the bed and then he goes into the closet and pulls out this big silver case that's filled with weapons like you Mm -hmm. expect but then he pops open his briefcase and it's just (laughs) lined with grenades it is just like the most grenades you can fit into a briefcase Mm -hmm. he has put in there even have a briefcase full of nades no 
No, I don't. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you're I thought you were an American. I you're Nate a shade case? Yeah. yeah. I... <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like it's actually got like compartment drawers, you know, mm-hmm. so like there's mm-hmm. three rows of grenades chock full in this briefcase. I yeah. Mean, it's, but then know. like we cut back and they're still in class just looking at a picture of Rucker Hauer on the screen. Mm-hmm. And then Rucker Hauer's down in the financial district and just hanging out in a doorway and then a building explodes, which you're assuming he made that building explode. Mm. With and, his plethora of grenades. Yeah. And then the cops all show up and, and Stallone and Billy D are like, man, you ever seen anything like this? And they're like, no. And then they go back to class again. Well, and, and the, the British guy comes out with a detonator and he's like, this is him. Yeah. This is his signature. This is his MO. He blows like, well, things up. You know, like, well, why didn't he blow stuff up while there's people here? And mm-hmm. he's like... He knows they'll all be paranoid tomorrow. Yeah. And all this time, Stallone has sketched uh, a drawing of oh Rucker Hauer's picture, his beardy picture. <laughs> and over the course of the movie, he is just kind of fucking with it. He's just like drawing some shadows and erasing parts of it. It's bad. I mean, it's like the, hey, anyone seen a leprechaun picture? Like, that's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's that better than that. It's just <laughs> okay. man with beard. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's like Heisenberg and fucking Breaking Bad. It's, it's yeah. like this sketch, this half-assed sketch. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. It's better than I could do. I mean, I'm a shitty drawer. Sure, so. yes. But uh, so it, they get a call. Oh, okay. So uh, the stewardess comes home mm-hmm. and is just like, oh, time to put my things away in the closet because I live here. Yeah. Kicks the case. And then she's like, what's this giant metal case? I don't remember yeah. this. And she opens it up, and it's filled with weapons. She doesn't just open it up. She takes a long time, like, oh, this is so heavy. Like, yes, that's she another drags one those, it out of there. Mm-hmm. Protracted scenes that we have here. And she, like, goes in and reaches for a grenade, and then Rucker Hauer is, like, right behind her. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> I just want to know what's in it. Had, and he's like, yeah, well, okay. We're going yeah. to a better place. Yeah. And I thought it was, you know, can you fly, Bobby? I thought he's like, she, he was going to throw her out the window. Mm-hmm. But no. It just whatever happens, happens off camera. Yeah, he just murders her. Yeah. But then, like, the cops have found this apartment, and they call Stallone, who's just chilling somewhere, staring at a picture of Rucker Hauer, mm. and they're like, hey, we found a body of a stewardess. And he's like, so? He's like, ah, she, go to, she went to a lot of clubs. He's like, and? <laughs> he's like, well, there's one thing additional that sticks out here is this map of the financial district with the, bu- the building that blew up with a big red circle around it. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'd be right there. So, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we're saying that might be a clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's a clue? <laughs> you learn throughout this movie, like everyone in this movie is inept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very bad at their jobs. So, everyone. This is a long montage of them taking the girl's picture to every club in New York and saying, has this girl been here in the last month? Which rightfully, 99% of the people go, I I don't have any fucking idea. <laughs> These clubs are dark and there's a million people in. This is also where they pad the uh, so that they can sell the soundtrack album. Yes. Because Jesus, oh, yeah, every single place is like another like, oh, OK, there's a giant well-known song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it's not a well-done montage. No, at no. all. Because no. like a normal montage would pick one song and yes. stick with it over it. Mm-hmm. But they transition like every new location. It's like. All right, we're just using like what song they would be yeah, playing. But here. I mean, like Foghat Slow Ride, it, yeah. it ends up on Rolling Stone's Brown Sugar. But yeah, I mean, because, there's like two or more yeah, as they're going around. Yeah. And they end up at this one club where this one guy's like, Yeah, I've seen her a couple weeks ago. And Stallone's like, Oh, yeah, with, with a blonde dude. And he's like, Yeah, probably. And he's like, We're coming in. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they go into that club and it's the club that they were obviously at mm-hmm. at, the, at the beginning. Yeah. And. Uh, Brown Sugar is playing by the Rolling Stones mm-hmm. uh, start to finish, basically. <laughs> and this is just a long scene of Stallone. This is, this is what I, I this is pretty much when I mostly turned on the movie. 
Because like this scene is fucking stupid. It it goes on a very long time. I I like the idea of it, and I I want to like the style of it, but it's just like so much nothing has happened up to this point. Yeah, it's going for a slow burn. Yeah, like like as far as like because what happens is Stallone spots him. He does. And, and he he like, targets like two other sweaty blonde guys and is like, yeah. nah. But he looks at him and then he looks at the sketch. And he you finishes know that, erasing the beard mm-hmm. on it and then shows it to Billy Dee. He's like, does this look like what he might look like? And Billy Dee's like, I don't know, fucking maybe. <laughs> and yeah. He's like, well, does that guy over there look like my dumb sketch? He's like, yeah. I got a hunch <laughs> yeah. or something and, like that. And but, then they slowly move their way over and Stallone just sits there and stares at Rucker yeah. Howard. They, yeah. they walk over and stand about six feet away from him. <laughs> and, and, and Rucker has moved on to some other lady that we, we haven't met. No, he's but just they, he's dancing with a new lady. The two of them just like it's a club where everybody's dancing and he's Rucker sort of dancing up against this lady, but they just go and stand six feet away from him and just dead eye stare him just, just stare for like him down. 25 minutes and they then, look so, at this guy. so like he kind of like Rucker kind of looks over and like is like uh, and looks away and he's like they're still looking at me now oh there's so many things wrong with this because like number one why the fuck would you do this mm-hmm. you know why would you just present yourself and say like I'm staring at you and B if you are like world-class terrorist guy act like a human like you know like look at him and go like the fuck are you looking at buddy yeah you know mm-hmm. like and then it's, oh, it's probably not him that's mm-hmm. how new yorker would act you know like yeah but mm-hmm. it, no he just like he just kind of keeps looking at him looking back and like are they still looking at me mm-hmm. and eventually his grand plan is he just goes the fuck is this no wolfgar he just yeah. goes well he waits he for goes, them to start he, it, uh, oh yeah Rutgers like all right they're just staring at he's me he's like i'm gonna start walking away and as he does that's when he just shouts wolfgar yeah and rucker howard's like no, Rucker Howard was already pulling out a gun, yeah. and then when he yells, he just turns around, and they both dive out of the way so that some random person just gets mm-hmm. shot. Never brought up, never, like, any remorse for it, even though, like, two scenes prior, his whole reason for, like, I don't want to shoot somebody, and I'm not going to shoot Rucker Howard yeah. if there's any innocent people around. Yeah, because the, yeah, the, dude just from got, the, yeah, the dude from the UK is like, you're going to take a shot, and you're going to, he's he's coming here yeah, to murder people. N- no matter what. You're going to murder him. Like, trust us, he murdered a whole yeah. bunch of people, like, one or two more yeah. isn't going to matter. But He's like, he doesn't understand being arrested. You have to murder him. That's yeah. the only way to get him to stop. But, like, this went on for a long time, mm-hmm. yeah. and then he just dives out of the way and lets some innocent person get killed. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah. The fuck was your plan? Mm-hmm. And this is pretty much when I was like, "Fuck, fuck you!" Mike. Yeah, and yeah. there's two of them, and Rucker Howard is able to get like down the back alleyway, out into another area, like get into a construction area, and, and I mean they're splitting up and covering you know as much ground as they can to try and cut him off. Mm-hmm. And he gets up into the subway station, and mm-hmm. and or they get into like a subway tunnel mm-hmm. somehow, and they know that he's out of bullets. Yes, and and they get into a shootout, and somehow. With two of them can't hit him or get him pinned down or anything. No, but he gets into the into the. It's one of the the train stops. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, gets, like yeah. first they're like they're in the construct like they're digging a new tunnel. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like they run through all the construction stuff and then like where they have the shootout where Rucker finally and it, it finishes the gun off and and Sloan's like that was seven shots he's out Billy D's like I hope you're right mm-hmm. yeah and doesn't and matter also like down this straight tunnel mm-hmm. clear shot. Yeah. No, yeah, no people, and, no civilians, no nothing. And Rutger Hauer falls down. He does. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you have a moment to stop, take a breath. Yep. Aim, yeah. aim. In this movie, think about what you've done that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, cause, dinner. All right, like you know, you don't want cops just randomly shooting people in the back. Yeah. However, 
the this leader guy. of this task force has said, mm-hmm. this is what you do if you encounter this guy. Right. You shoot to kill. Yeah. But they let Wrecker Howard get onto the platform with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. He immediately takes an old woman hostage with a knife. Yep. And then they both kind of stand in the same place looking for him. He's hiding behind a pillar. And then <laughs> Billy D does take Jesus another Christ. vantage point and, goes, and screams, I can't see him. And then he pops out for a second. He's like, I got him. And then he pops back behind the pillar. He's like, I lost him. <laughs> like, what so the, he just go into another dimension. Billy D in this movie has no object permanence. Right. No, he's like a, yeah, he's, he's like fucking, a four he's month fucking old. peekaboo cop. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he's there. Where did he yeah. go? All right, somebody write me peekaboo cop. It's like he watched the first five minutes of The Witch. It was like, oh no, it's the exact same thing again. It's, yeah. So, God, they just and the train comes and then. Uh, well, well, Howard and old right, lady. This is what bothers me is, okay. is they both have position like from, you know, 10 feet mm-hmm. apart mm-hmm. and they can all they can both move forward on him. They know he's out of bullets. Mm-hmm. He just has a and knife has on a an old lady. Billy D moves behind. Yeah, Sylvester he takes Stallone. position behind Sylvester Stallone and then keeps yelling at Stallone to take the shot. Yeah, which is dumb which because Billy allows... D is the murder happy one of the two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and and the train comes up and of course Rutger Hauer is able to get on it mm-hmm. with the old lady mm-hmm. and the two of them are trying to pry the door open as the train is gaining speed and chasing along with it yep. trying to just they've got their hands in the door but they can't keep speed with the train and eventually are like oh well and I thought the worst scenario here would be well the train gets away and they're fucked but no at least they run and jump onto the back of the train mm-hmm. so this scene at least continues. And then it's just, you know, move through the subway cars, as you've seen a million in a yep. million movies. Uh, he eventually discards the old woman, like doesn't hurt her, just mm-hmm. pushes her aside and then wanders through the rest of the, the subway car, gets to the front of it. And they come to another stop and he just kind of pops out because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. because I guess they were try- they they get off the train to try mm-hmm. and like stop him mm-hmm. on the platform. Mm-hmm. And this is when Billy D. Williams gets stabbed in the cheek. Yeah, because they're running. He's taking up position around a corner, and Billy D is running full speed towards him. And Rucker Howard just kind of sticks his knife out, and Billy D slices his face. Yeah, it was a Blade Runner. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but so Stallone has to stop to take care of Billy D, and Stallone is just at this point. This is what has given him the murder boner. He's just like, I will fucking find you and murder you. And Billy D is like, go get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you leave me. Go get him. And he's just cradling Billy D's face. Mm-hmm. And then Billy D's being wheeled into a. Well, well and he's screaming. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. Yeah. And Billy D's like, good. Get him. Go yeah. now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, it's just a cheek wound. Yeah. Yeah. I'll but, be fine. But God, they. So then like it's Billy D bandaged up on a on a hospital gurney being wheeled into a room. And Stallone's just like, yeah. But, I, they, but I, they got like the EKG noises and everything. Yeah, like, sure. I'm like, he's not fucking dying. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> yeah. just Nobody's dying up. from a cheek wound. But man, he's just like, well, I, I saw the light. Oh, well, Robert Zadar might. <laughs> <laughs> he's just telling him like, okay, I'm going to go murder him now. And Billy D is just staring a hole in him. Just yeah. staring at him. And then like at the last second tells him. Well, he, like, he tells him to close. lean in close. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, you should have taken the shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then sad Stallone leaves the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and walks the earth, town yeah. to town, doing good deeds. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. 
But then they uh, have a then next scene. Billy D's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got he's got his the Tiny side of his bandage. face yeah. taped up, but yeah. he's all right. He's got stitches in his cheek. Mm-hmm. He's good. Yeah. And they're at the UN and they're doing some kind of thing. And now Stallone and the British like intelligence guy are buddy buddy. It's weird. They all have giant walkie talkies. Huge. Oh my god, these walkie talkies. <laughs> Holy They're like shit. the size that a walkie-talkie was to you when you were like six years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. I think you yeah. could talk between like the moon and here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, these were on loan from NASA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, the two, but Billy D and and uh, Stallone are the ones who have the giant ones. Mm-hmm. British guy has a normal size walkie-talkie mm-hmm. that you Maybe expect to see in the early eighties. Maybe. Them, they look like they're about to call in an airstrike with this fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Like they need the sat <laughs> capability <it> of it. <laughs> yeah. But they're just, you know, walking around like, yeah, he's going to show up at this thing. Mm-hmm. We know it. And, like, Stallone passes by the guy from the UN or the the, the British guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, you hungry? And he's like, I, a bit, yeah. And he's like, you want to get some Chinese later? And he's like, yeah, that would be cool. Thanks, Stallone. Let's mm-hmm. do that. And then they part ways. And you're like, what the fuck was that? We'll yeah. just be some Nighthawks <laughs> yeah, because- at a diner. <laughs> yep. And then and- that dude is just riding an escalator like, all right. Going up this escalator, and then Rucker Howard's right there and shoots no, him. No, it's head. not him. It's Shaka Holland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, where, where he has reestablished contact with her because he he met at a bodega where he yeah. gave the keyword, right. and they like let him hide out in the basement. But she's like, "Oh, so you went and got yourself made again with yeah. your new face, you fucking idiot." Mm-hmm. But he's like, "Well, I, I've still got plans. Yeah, we can I, we can still do this." Uh-huh. And so she's, she's like, on board with him. Sure. And so that's why she shows up and shoots that guy in the head. She's at the top of the escalator. Right. And he just, like, the British guy is just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I think his final word was he just goes, shaka. Uh-huh. Yes. And it's like, well, yeah, mm-hmm. we know we know that. Like, mm-hmm. that's really what you how you want to go out? Yep. Yeah. Identifying someone who already knows who they are? No. Anyway. Yep. But yeah, he gets, he gets shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And then he jams up the escalator. And all the people, you know, and then Stallone finds him and they're like, and he was we like, gotta no. find him. Shot him, and we were gonna have Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they're like, "Oh, well, we're never gonna, gonna find espresso. her. She's already gone." Yeah, you know, they don't even attempt. No. They're not like shut all the exits. Or one guy says, "Shut all the exits," and Stallone's like, "Don't bother." Yeah, it's he like, says that we've we got all the exits sealed already. It's like, no, doesn't like, matter. You know, no, yeah. you, you, know yeah. you don't. The yeah. the thing that they learn about Rucker Hauer and company in this movie is that if they have done anything within ten seconds, doesn't matter. They're already a hundred miles away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They have amazing teleportation powers. Does this just go straight into the cable car thing, basically? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, it does. I don't think there's anything... Yeah, I think there's a point where he calls his ex-wife and says, hey, get out of town. He's like, be more careful than normal. And for some reason, she's like, hey, you want to do dinner on Friday? He's like, what, really? For real? And she's like, yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do anything I can to be in this movie. Yeah. Deleted scene. <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually have a deleted scene. Okay. Of yeah. eating dinner? Yeah, where he tries to get her to remarry him, oh, and she yeah. turns him down. Oh, Great. nice. Yeah. Great. So there was more to their story than just two scenes of him going, Hey, hey. <laughs> remember when we were married? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you want to maybe this, try part of that again? I still love you and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to touch your face. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's that's all gone. That's yeah. not in this movie. Okay, cool. Yeah. It just establishes that, hey, he mm-hmm. let her know there's something weird going on. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's Shaka and Rucker Hauer. Well, I mean, we just kind of cut to one of the Roosevelt Roosevelt Island cable cars, yeah. And they just kind of like produce guns. Like we didn't re- really see that they were on the car. They just kind of like we're here, you know, like <laughs> do that like terrorist mm-hmm. reveal. Like I was hiding a gun and don't fire any shots. Or just like, hey, 
we're taking over this car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we know that a lot of you work at the UN. Yeah, because I, I guess that was the plan as she went there. Because I'm thinking like, it went straight into it because, like, I think her shooting the, the British dude in the in the UN place kind of sent everybody, all right, everybody go home for the day. Mm-hmm. And some people jumped on this cable car, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because the, the, yeah. the passage of time right. uh, along here, because I think some time did elapse because, like, when we saw Billy D in this scene, he had a big bandage on his uh, face, but then we true. see him again and yeah. he's just got little tiny stitches on. Yeah. Fine. Fair enough. Uh, but yes, they, again, they take this. They should have continued to establish yeah. timelines. Right. They, they take control of this cable car and stop it in midair and just hanging over the East River. And he's just like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a terrorist and you're all people I'm going to terrorize. And he just walked around like, bonjour to the French guy and all this. Like, hey, you're, you know. Did we meet you in like Holland or something? I don't know. Yeah, um, Shaka Holland. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he's like, "Oh, you you have a baby, ma'am. That's that's unfortunate." Yeah. Oh well. Um, but then, then Stallone. Well, has... he, he also gets on the radio and is just like, "Hey, uh, Port Authority, like, yeah, got this cable car full of terror. Uh, this wolf car, by the way. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what's going on later. <laughs> like, but subscribe. Most importantly, no cops. Hey guys, it's Wolfgar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's like, "Hey guys, no cops." And then Stallone's like, I'll show him. Let's go get in the attack helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which is actually what it's called. It's yes. Because they've, they've formed the ATAC. Sure. Anti-terrorists. An- anti-terrorism attack. attack. Wolfgar. C. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how letters work? Uh, W's in German or C's. No. <laughs> it's it's right. Look work. it up. No. Look it up. No. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so they, they fly. He flies. The, uh, dangerously it, close to this cable car. Yeah, like this is a dangerous stunt, mm-hmm. and Stallone's just staring at him. And Rucker Howard's like, ah, hey, "No hey, cops." Sorry, Dutch ambassador. Yeah, uh, we're gonna need your wife for a minute. Do you like your wife? That's too bad. Come here. <laughs> yeah, stand and, by the window. Yeah, he's like, "Told you." And then he shoots. Yeah, her. he's basically like, hey, "This one's for you, De Silva." Blam. Yep. And he's like, "Well, we can't have this dead body in here. Kick that thing out." So, dead body falls out of the cable car into the into the ocean, mm-hmm. sea, river, river, body of water. Yes. And Stone's like, all right, maybe we should leave. And then Rucker Howard gets on the radio and is just like, there's a baby here. I'm going to lower a cable. Come get this baby. Yeah. And it's got to be Stallone. Yeah. Because Billy D's like, all right, we'll go commit it. He's like, not you. Yeah. I want him. I want that son of a bitch. Yeah. Which is like, why should he give half a shit about Stallone? Well, this movie has established that because he is because he got chased by Stallone. Stallone is now his mortal enemy. Like, because Stallone made him in a bar and then mm-hmm. chased him into a subway and ineptly let him go, he yeah. has decided that he, that is his arch rival. <laughs> Stupidly. Yeah. So, they they pull this barge over and Stallone cables up into the cable car. Uh, I'm surprised that they, like, a hoist thing is part of a cable car. Like, yeah, as a standard thing. I guess maybe you gotta have a way to lower people out if you get stuck, or maybe. you gotta pull a technician Say, up. That's or... a, a kind of interesting idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But so... I'm gonna have to look next cable car I'm in. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do you have, a, you have a winch or a hoist of any kind? Where are the anti-terrorism measures in your cable car? I need to if, know. If we're stuck, <laughs> how do I get down? Where's the trap door? Uh, so yeah, so Stallone, you know, rises up and Rucker Howard's like, so, huh? Fancy meeting you here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you take this baby? Yeah, yeah. Our time hey, will come later. Yeah, yeah. Take hey, this baby. cops are cowards. Yeah. yeah. Tell yeah. everybody on board everybody. that we have the city on its knees and the cops are cowards. Yeah. And he's like, Ugh. oh, and also I don't, I don't enjoy doing this. Yeah. I, we're, we're the same. Yes, we're, we are the same. You yeah. and I. Classic. We're the same. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, St- 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 Stallone repels back down mm-hmm. with the baby. Yeah. Which. 
is weird because they they make a they make a big point of having this barge there so that he can almost lay in the helicopter, hop off, yeah. get on this thing, and then like they lower him down and that barge is not there. No, it's gone. Like, yeah. it's he like, took the fuck off. Like, I got a baby. <laughs> baby on barge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, time passes. It's nighttime. And Rucker Howard's just like, all right, move this thing. Because he's radioed in like, mm. I want a jet and I want a bus to take me to the jet. You know, it's just classic bank robbery bullshit. Yeah. And then he pulls the diehard two thing, right? Or three, three. When he's just like, these are the following comrades in arms that uh, I want yeah. released. No, that's yeah, the first one. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Asian and he, Dawn? Because, uh, <laughs> like, literally, he starts, like, listing all uh, obvious different nationalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is also a ploy to just yeah. buy time. And he wants them freed by 10 p.m. Yeah. And Billy D's like, man, can't you give us till morning? And he's like, no. It's like, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he well, also wants Stallone on the bus for some reason. Yeah. He wants Stallone driving the bus. Yeah. And Billy D's like, don't go, man. He's going to kill you. And he's like, I got to go. <laughs> but he is also asked for uh, he, he's barged back into the command center and asked a secretary Barge. secretary for like a tape recorder, some some tape, an activator button. Mm-hmm. And just, the secretary is looking at him like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he finds all these things because mm-hmm. he then suits up. She finds all these things. She's the hero of this. She movie. is. Yeah. But he tapes like. A tape recorder to his yeah, chest. We, we get a, an extra long scene of him just staring into the into the the mirror, mm-hmm. looking at himself, mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and putting all this stuff on. Yeah, and the, so the the cable car gets over to the other side, and they all get out, and so They're Rucker Howard has together. Yeah, has surrounded himself with all of the hostages so that no one can get a clear shot. Mm-hmm. Although they can totally get a Although, clear shot. Yeah, <laughs> and they have had clear shots while he's been wandering around on the barge for. Yeah. Hours now. Yeah. And, you know, Stallone's at the bus and, and Rucker Hauer is like, hey, fancy seeing you again mm-hmm. here. And Stallone's like, yeah, that is funny. And then he kind of hits the activator button on his tape recorder. Yeah, well, well he gets slammed into the bus. Right. And Rucker Hauer's like, your time's soon. Don't yeah. worry. And that's and then while he's basically like got his hands up against the bus is when he hits the thing. Right. Which is just the British dude giving the tale of shakma or whatever her name is shaka holland <laughs> yes which distracts her enough to where she is free and clear from the well, hostages she freaks out because it's almost like she's been made yeah or something like she's like oh nobody was supposed to know who i was but nobody did rucker howard has been addressing her as shaka true. in front of all these i guess that's true but she didn't have to react people. like oh fuck that's me she yeah. could have just gone what is this all yeah, about to which billy d promptly shoots her in the head yeah and then we're like, okay, well, hit Rucker Howard and this yeah, is yeah. over. And they, they yeah, the ever, like the other people miss him yeah. completely. Rucker Howard just gets in and just kind of like fist punches the gas pedal of this bus mm-hmm. and is just <laughs> driving without looking. And so this causes Stallone to lethal weapon after him. And Stallone throws his gun into the back window of the bus and it just fucking sticks, <laughs> sticks there, there. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> giving him another free gun. Um, he doesn't get to use it, though. No, because he fucking ramps this bus. Yeah, like out of nowhere, into the river. Like you weren't, I, you weren't even clear on the geography as to how this happened. But it's just like all of a sudden, this bus, bus fucking launches like out of speed. And it, it doesn't seem like it's gone. Like it feels, feels like it's gone like a quarter mile, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think again, time has lied to us, and this maybe happened later in the movie. But it's just all of a sudden, he's just like, oh well, fuck it, and he launches into the river. I mean, geography-wise, I mean, it, it makes sense because they landed the cable car right next to the river. Right. And the bus would have been there, but... The bus can't accelerate like that. Yeah. yeah. But e- either way, it's like suddenly it's like, wow, stunt! 
mm-hmm. out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, with and this we, bus fucking launching into the river. Yeah, like we're not we're not talking like kind of like goes boop 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 and falls no. in. I mean, this, this thing shit gets airborne. Mm-hmm. Rocket. <laughs> yeah. It is a better bus jump than speed. Yes, it is. It it looks and similar. I don't say that lightly because I love the bus jump and speed speed bump. The speed bus jump looks bad. Mm-hmm. It looks like a helicopter picked up that bus and pulled it across. This looks like a bus jumping. Right. Yeah. This uh, is the, yeah. But then every become everyone becomes blind because this bus lands. We see him clearly. You can see somebody out of the bus swimming mm-hmm. to shore. There's a helicopter with a spotlight and Stallone standing right at the edge of the water, and it's like, oh, I don't see anything. <laughs> Oh, we got an address for for Shaka. Let's yeah. go there and just leave this scene. They immediately bail. They all just fucking yeah, let's just, bail. Let's go because like, he anywhere else. Yeah, Someone's like, "Where is he?" And yeah, they, like, well, I guess we lost him yeah, it's, again. It's Peekaboo Cop. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't see him. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah. He no oh, longer well. exists. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the bodega because they found that, and they're just like, "Wow, look at all this evidence that we're just fucking touching," mm-hmm. and. Uh, they find like a printout that Stallone looks at and is just like, Jesus Christ. And then, you know, runs <laughs> well, out of the well, room. Yeah, he looks at it. He's like, son of a bitch. And like, we all started. We were just like, it's the cat. <laughs> yes. The cat is the master. <laughs> yes. The bodega cat is going to be the leader of this thing. <laughs> Which would have been a great twist. <laughs> it would have been Mr. Twist. Hang in there, Mr. Twist. <laughs> but no, it's that. I guess he had paperwork on his personal life and he knew who his wife was. And you all see him details. pick up the phone and make a phone call and you just see a phone somewhere right. and you're like, well, who else's phone? Because th- could this be? Right. I guess it's the wife's phone. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, really? So you just see the wife coming home or the mm-hmm. ex-wife coming home, walking down the street. And also it's snowing out. So I don't know how much time has elapsed now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, she walks into the apartment and you see Rucker Hauer emerge from the shadows and he's clearly have just emerged from the river <laughs> yeah and he gets up to the door mm-hmm. and he starts peeking through like the frosted glass mm-hmm. and there is a nice shot of his eye looking through like one of the f- little fleur-de-lis that's carved in the thing yeah mm-hmm. because you can kind of see him like silhouetted in the frosted parts but then the clear parts and that's where you see his eye and mm-hmm. you see then they you know they show a shot of her fixing stuff in the kitchen and he slowly is able to pick the lock on the door silently yeah he mm-hmm. picks the deadbolt and then is able to pop the the chain yeah, lock he does from the like like yank the screws out of it yep silently mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah completely and well i mean no 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 no, no, no not no. silently but <laughs> yes but so also still probably no yeah but you see lady in the kitchen shuffling back and forth mm-hmm. doing kitchen things and he slowly maneuvers through the house taking the long way around and this is a weird kitchen too because like there like I, maybe it's the door of the dining room i don't know it doesn't matter but they have a set of double doors that for whatever reason has red panes of glass yeah. looking into the kitchen which yeah. is like yeah it's like a freaking developer room yes yeah. it's moody that's weird <laughs> yeah but he slinks through and gets into the kitchen where she is over the sink doing dishes or something just running the water and gets kind of right up on her and then he's like in stab yeah. Motion. Yeah. Now we're talking about this quick. This is a good five minutes of yeah. stalking through the house yes. and with the music building and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's going to stab her. And then right before he does, she turns around and it's fucking Stallone in a wig, <laughs> which he then takes the wig off like it's me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it's, this, it's the worst blonde wig just dumped mm-hmm. on the top of the head of Stallone, who has so much hair. There's no way to conceal it. 
It just looks ridiculous, and there's no way it would have fooled anyone from behind. But he slowly pulls this wig off, like, aha, it was me. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and then St- Stallone has had his gun in a plastic bag in the sink, I guess, to fully commit to the dishwashing mm-hmm. ruse that he was pulling. And Rucker Howard s- still decides he's going to stab, and, you know, Stallone shoots him. And he tumbles back into the hallway, yeah. and then he's he like, starts getting some shouts in. He's still like, I'm still going to come at you. And Stallone shoots him again, and he just kind of fucking milks his death for all it's worth. He, he oh, he crashes through the back through the front door, yeah. like dies midway down the steps, like mm-hmm. clutching on the handrail. Yep, like, uh, dramatic. Mm-hmm. I also want to, I want to point out that like the first time we saw Stallone with his brand new gun, that when he when he was finally oh, right, like yeah. when he was I'm in murder mode now, I got a shiny new gun. <laughs> yes, we see him at like this weird range. Oh like, right, like <laughs> yes. Like it, it's it, you know it's it's like a small range, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason it has lights and sirens hooked up. Yeah, for like, and so that's you, how so, you start the process, so that you can practice, <laughs> I guess, with distraction. I don't know, but that it, it like we're watching a shot, you know, lethal weapon style. We're we're like downrange mm-hmm. and watching him shoot. Mm-hmm. He is a fucking terrible shot. Yeah, he doesn't like, get a kill shot in like, until it's right up on him. No, no, I mean, I mean like cut down the range it's all the shots are where they should be mm-hmm. i'm saying when you're watching him shoot the gun like i'm sure you know it's blanks in it or whatever right but i mean his it is just all over the place oh yeah like seriously it was like yeah. oh no wonder you didn't take the fucking shot <laughs> yeah, yeah like, you're a terrible shot like yeah. were the 53 kills you got nom like all on the other side because <laughs> right. i mean right. jesus christ dude you're like a fucking abilene yeah <laughs> Yes. Maybe they were all grenade kills. Yeah. Been. He just had a flamethrower. He, he, was, he was just a nade spammer. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he dropped fucking, a helicopter on like a, new a meeting. I took the, uh, the, what was it, the scavenger perk, and I yeah. just take everyone else's grenades as yeah. I walk over him. Yeah, yeah. So that's what yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah. But then Stallone just walks out and kneels by Rucker Hauer on the steps, and then the movie just ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suddenly the credits. Like, are seriously, wrong. like, just kneels over him and is like, yeah. Yeah, here come the credits. This yeah. is also another case. Apparently, the ending was more violent. With Rucker Hauer getting shot in the head, well, and, I can and, tell like they built a prosthetic where brains splatter out of it. Okay, well, I could I could tell after he took the first shot and Rucker Hauer is kind of bleeding all over the hallway. Mm-hmm. He'd been shot twice. You could see yeah. that he had already been shot twice. So I was like, why did they make this less violent? Yeah, the whole point of this movie is the arc of Stallone finally murdering mm-hmm. this man. Yeah, yeah. So and Stallone basically doesn't even say anything to him as he's like no. taking him out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. doesn't say anything cool just uh, his statement is take off the wig very slowly yeah. <laughs> I am Stallone mm-hmm. yeah so yeah the end so I, I have I have some questions okay ask mm-hmm. away first off why is this why is this movie called this title Nighthawks refers to cops who work the night beat okay so I guess because in the opening scene they were doing a, a night thing they're the Nighthawks great it's a cool title Okay. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. Nighthawks. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have other questions, but I'll mention them in, when I'm giving my review. Okay. Well, I guess I'll start because we're at that point. Yeah, we yeah. are. I mean, there's no ancillary awards of any kind. No. Um, nah. The the music is from uh, Greg Emerson. Or Keith, Keith Emerson. Yes. Keith. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm crossing other members of the band. Yes. Um, it, yeah. Man. So it's, 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 it's the soundtrack. It works. goes for it. Yeah. It, it's working it tries real hard so hard yeah. throughout this movie i can yeah. appreciate that a lot yeah um but then it just disappears for long stretches of time and mm-hmm. you know we get some pop music or no music at all mm-hmm. um 
I was with this movie until, like I said, until that club scene, wherein it was just like, you've just tipped your hand. Well, it was like a combo, because Rutger Howard tips his hand when he blows up an empty building for no reason in New York, thus going like, yeah, I'm in New York. Yeah. Like, so you're in the right place. I try not to be one of the people, one of those people that just like picks apart a movie because of logic. Like, we, we've always said, like, you know, logic, logical or awesome, go for awesome. Mm-hmm. But they don't do either one. And, <laughs> and that's a problem with this movie is like. There, there's not there's long stretches of nothing happening and then when there's nothing happening all i'm left with is going well why is this and why that and why why wouldn't you do this and it, and it just immediately becomes a problem because from the moment they tip their hands like everything was playing like this plot should have played up until that point and then like when they both like let each other know that you know who they are and what they look like and that they're after each other it just falls apart because there's all the the subway chase where they had multiple opportunities to shoot him and just end this movie. And then once the plot happens with the cable car, this cable car is suspended right next to the bridge. Yeah. And it's like, I know they've like held the hostages up against the glass and, and, but snipers, man, like good snipers, like two snipers per person. And you just wait for the kill shot. And then it's like, they're both clear. Go, go. And like simultaneously, and they're done again. Though we've established, cops in 1981 are pussies. I, then you know <laughs> what? Starve them out. Right. I, that, I just, like that's the thing about their plan. That's stupid. Is they've put themselves in an isolated area yeah. where they are cut off from everything but mm-hmm. the people that they're trying to fuck over. Mm-hmm. They're basically cut off from everyone but the cops. Yeah. Right. So, and, and and it's just weird. I mean, I, I'm trying to like view this. I try not to penalize a movie because of its age and because like things have come along and it's like, no, this is how we do this now. But I kind of can't help it with this one because it doesn't even feel like it was particularly accurate, even for the time. I know the, the term terrorist in like the seventies was like at, I don't even know if they'd like gotten to like plane hijacking. Had they gone to full plane? I mean, in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. when they started. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like at most, you know, they were threatening, a hundred people or two, you know, it was like terrorists was not like the, Oh shit. Terrorists that, that can kill thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. It was like isolated incidents of bombings and things that would, you know, I hate to say it, but you know, numbers wise, it was just like, eh, terrorist, you know, that's why like, <laughs> that's why a mom can call a kid a terrorist in ET. And it's like, Oh well, yeah, that's right. no big fucking deal. Right. You know, but anyway, so I, I know we're like operating from a different mindset because we're in modern day and we, we know how, you know, how that arm of things works and mm-hmm. how, you know, it's extreme terminate with extreme prejudice and all this stuff and like coordinated stuff. But I, it just feels fucking stupid now. Like it really does. And I, and I, 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 I was so with this movie up until that point. Um, just cause I, like I dig this aesthetic. I, I dig seventies or, you know, early eighties, New York, where it's when it's super shitty and, you know, beardy disco, New York <laughs> bullshit, you know, like it's yeah. just, I, I dig that era. And, <laughs> man i just i turn on this movie so hard that mm-hmm. I, i'm still gonna give it a single bag just because i think it's it's a somewhat competently made movie obviously broken by re-edits and you know uh test screenings and stars thinking they're bigger than mm-hmm. dictating the story so like it falls apart but it's like it's still competently made and not just awful like I'm just saying like just there's better things to watch go fucking watch serpico or french connection or any of the much better movies yes. from the same time period yeah. and just you know 
unless you're just a need to see this for some reason. Yeah. Um, I'll echo your one bag. I it it's a movie without any highs or any lows. Yeah. It's just I mean, like the soundtrack is a plus. Mm-hmm. I give it that. Soundtracks alone can't save a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if nothing in the movie is matching the intensity of the soundtrack. If the soundtrack is just fucking going for it and it's just two people talking or wandering around, who cares? It's not helping. Uh it just it has ideas. Like once they get into the whole cable car thing, your mind starts racing, like, okay. How, how are they going to get Stallone up there? How is he going to get him out of there? And it's just, he doesn't. He just goes up there and gets the baby mm-hmm. and comes out. And then that ends in a totally different way. And you're like, well, that seems like a waste. That's a really cool, suspenseful thing, you know, hanging from cables and, and that kind of thing. That That's cool. Yeah. You can have a cool ending dangling from, you know, cables and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I, I it, it's, it's a weird thing to have the crux of the movie be the British coming over here and telling us that our cops are fucking pussies and they need to fucking man up Mm -hmm. because terrorism is here and you got to deal with it and have the hero of the movie just be like I don't really want to do that I just want to stop purse snatchers and Billy D being the guy with the murder boner like come on man let's fucking do this and then he doesn't have anything to do with anything you know he just becomes injured support man in the booth Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I mean, it would have made way more sense for Billy D. Williams to be the one who gets killed. Yeah, because Stallone has some kind of connection to him. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just suddenly build a connection because they had two conversations that went okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, they were going to get, uh, you know, Chinese. Yeah, they yeah. were going to get Chinese. That's one of those conversations. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like d- come it's on, a dangling that went really date well. That they'll never have. Yeah. <laughs> Only he'd have his fortune cookie beforehand. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get shot by uh, the bald chick avoid from Star escalators. Trek. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, one bag. I just, you know, I can't hate on it, but I just. This movie should be a hell of a lot better than it is. Mm-hmm. Just should. Yeah, it's I I have to echo the one bag rating. Uh, it's it's like a, a meal that has all the ingredient. Like you look on the menu and you're like, oh, shit, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. That's like, why I picked it. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> holy like, wow, you, you got you got your Rucker Hauer, you got Billy D. Williams and and Stallone, and it, like they got sweet beards and <laughs> Bionic Woman is well, is, I mean, is Stallone's ex girlfriend. You know, mm-hmm, like there's mm-hmm. just all this stuff that should be going for this movie, and then you get served the plate, and you're like, this is just dull. Like yeah. nothing. Like Stallone is one note throughout this entire movie. And except for the one scene where Billy D. Williams gets stabbed in the face, and that's where he's like, "You motherfucker, I'm yeah. gonna get you!" And like, that's it. Yep. Otherwise, he's just kind of like, "I don't think I want to be here," guy. Like throughout, he's like pouty, mm-hmm. and that it just doesn't work. I mean, Billy D. Williams is working way harder than he is throughout this entire movie, and Rutger Hauer is just kind of like, he's he's also at just like okay, creepy Euro trash guy. Like, like, and, and not really doing anything different yeah. in any of his scenes. He's always basically the same guy throughout the entire movie. And it's just, it's dull and it just doesn't pay off. And I can't figure out like motivations of people throughout the movie either. You know, like Billy D. Williams seems like he'd be about all this, but because Stallone's not, he's like, yeah, I guess this is just bullshit, huh? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and like Rucker Howard, like whatever the, f- like, it's one of those movies where it's like, what is the villain's purpose? You know, like why I don't like Spider-Man 2. I've talked about it dozens of times, but like, you know, why is your villain doing this other than I'm a villain? Yeah. You know, and that's what this feels like. He's like, I'm bombing things because I'm a terrorist, you know, and it's like, well, why are you bombing them? So I can be 
move up the list, I guess. I don't know. You know, it's just kind of. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good, but man, this, the soundtrack is working so hard and is so much fun that this movie is not supporting in the least. No. But also I want to stop by every one of those clubs that they went to because we used to know how to do clubs and make them look fucking awesome. Yeah. All those clubs, clubs looked great, especially like the main one. Because like even Stallone, when they come into it and there's like this weird spinning upside down triangle thing that they're looking yeah. at and Stallone is just mesmerized by it. He's just like, man, yeah. clubs are fucking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, it's it's I can't recommend it, though, because it's just so dull. Fittingly, my review is going to be very dull. I didn't care about a single fucking thing that happened in this movie mm-hmm. there. It was just kind of there the whole time. Everything was just kind of there. Um, I don't know. Just nothing felt like it was worth getting excited about. Like even, you know, what should have been a glorious explosion was shot really poorly. Um, or it was a bad miniature or something. I I don't know what that was, but it was a mess. Um, how is there no car chase in this movie? Uh, how? I don't know. (laughs) They had the budget to use one of the tram cars, one of the cable cars across the river in New York fucking city. Mm Um, but, no car chase. Uh, maybe Rucker Howard didn't know how to drive on the right-hand side of the road. I don't know. <laughs> he He's could have, from the Netherlands. He could have taken a taxi cab hostage and sure, sure. <laughs> made that guy drive. Um, maybe Stallone's a really bad driver. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Uh, uh. Yeah. There may be a good movie somewhere in there. Like There may be... I don't know. I've been saying that a lot. Maybe I'm just really optimistic about you know being able to make a good movie out of out of trash. But um, I, I'm guessing with this version out on Blu-ray just now that that extended version is lost forever. Like yeah, those yeah. I mean, we didn't look gone. at the bonus stuff. Probably there's no. Were there any deleted scenes? No, no. Yeah. Just interviews. Yeah, because apparently there were two cuts that were shown. One that uh, was like more Stallone focused, and one that was more Rucker Hauer focused. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. audiences went for the Rucker Hauer version because Stallone doesn't seem to care that much. But yeah. All of a sudden, you know, it's it's it has to be about him. <laughs> yeah. But then they cut everything out for both of them. So there's so little personality to anybody in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. One bags, okay. by the way. One thing I did mildly enjoy is like this is still sort of in the era where like as far as like film armories you know they just used a bunch of wild shit in this movie like there was a uh one of the shotguns that billy d williams uses is from it's a 1897 model oh uh i don't know if it's a winchester or what exactly the 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 make of it is but it's a it's a very old model of of shotgun in 1981 it's kind of kind of interesting um and the weird shotgun that uh that sylvester stallone is using in that same scene like just some of the some of the weird stuff that that comes out of that, you know, that era before, like, before it feels like you had a real. Well, obviously, before the Internet Movie Firearms Database, where, you know, people were paying attention to that sort of thing, or yeah. the internet in general. Um, there's just a bunch of weird stuff that shows up in movies, like whatever looks cool or is available, or mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, what is this? Uh, what's a Mac Ten? Sure, let's get that in there. Let's get put put two of them. And Mac Ten uh, just sounds cool. Well, yeah, Mac-10 does sound cool. Um, but that's one small thing I, do, I did enjoy was just kind of watching some strangely historic 
firearms in this movie, <laughs> but other than that, meh. 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 Oh, well. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Wookie dookie. Cast. Second half. Second half. The half where we talk about other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Hooray. So, um, yeah. yeah, we we went and saw a, a new movie. We new, did. New, new movie. What'd you see? New, new movie. Um, It's a movie called The Disaster Artist. You probably haven't heard of it, though. Ah, it's a remake of that Bamcast movie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I've um, heard some things. Yeah. Uh, We figured it was just kind of like a thing we should go see, because... Because it's you know a movie that's yeah. based on a movie that we have we have watched. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying we discovered the room, you know, like, but I think we fell fairly early on in the zeitgeist of people we talking about yeah. that, yeah. and you know, to the point that like, at this point, I feel like everyone who hasn't seen it that anyone has said, "Hey, have you seen the room?" Now let me tell you everything about the room. Whereas we went in completely blind, knowing basically nothing about it, right? Which I think is the way to see the room. It is. Yeah, it could be two disastrous results. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not conducive to a good podcast afterwards. No, no, because no, 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 no. I still think like our tone after watching that and our ratings are not what they would be now. Sure, we, it's you know? it's interesting how something like that grows on you. Um, yeah, because the first time is just bewilderment. Mm-hmm. Bewilderment and maybe you, a little bit of anger because it's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, and everywhere you think it's going, it just like runs away from wholeheartedly. And yeah, that's true. I, I kept waiting for a payoff that never came. So yeah, but on to talk about the movie about the making of that movie. Yeah. Uh, holy crap! James Franco's uh, Tommy Wiseau impression is frighteningly good. Yeah. Uh, and and dude commits. Well, that's good to hear because that first trailer, everyone yeah. was like, "What's he doing?" <laughs> yeah, I thought it was bad in the trailer, so yeah. I guess they it, that was just a one of the few bad takes or something. <laughs> I I just I mean I'm I'm not even really concerned about him going for 100 percent accuracy. I mean I think it's it's pretty spot on. Um, I don't think it's really spoiler to say during the beginning part of the credits at the end of the movie they do a shot by shot side by side of the stuff that they shot reshot for the room inside the disaster artist with the other people like almost perfectly timing up with the inflections and tones of everyone yeah and it's really good yeah i mean it's like it's kind of at that moment where it's like it it feels a little pandering because it's like hey look how awesome we are like shot for shot redoing this Mm -hmm. but it's also like this is how much care we took to get it right yeah and also kind of like fuck you haters because like if that was people's initial reaction of like why are you, you know like you're not doing this very well it's like here side by side look yeah. i'm literally nailing the timing here isn't the trailer most like isn't a lot of the trailer it's him the, blowing the takes him blowing the takes yeah yeah it's very the that scene is very similar mm-hmm. but it plays completely differently once you once context. you kind of mm-hmm. get into it and like i've seen the room recently so i'm pretty fresh on the on the tommy wiseau accent yeah. um there's one thing that he does differently and you'll see it when they run the side by sides. But I think he did. I think he did that on purpose. Yeah, and I think I think the other thing that just 
I, I hate to say it, this was like constant bewilderment. And trust me when I say that I noticed that James Franco has this a little bit anyway, but like he does the droopy eye thing the whole movie, just about. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I know James Franco has just like a tiny bit, like one, one eye is like slightly more closed than the other, mm-hmm. but not like Tommy Wiseau's level. And like he he leans on it the entire movie and it's just like that's gotta be weird he gets feeling (laughs) really really into it and they managed to cast like there are a number of cameos none of which i will tell you yeah um but like almost everyone in the movie that has a speaking line is like someone you can go oh you're from this oh oh you're from that yeah it's, or, it's, or straight up like, oh, I don't, I can name you. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you at least like, for even like, moderately, people that pay attention to entertainment stuff will be like, oh, it's that person from this thing. Oh, it's that person from this thing. But yeah, gotcha. There's there are a lot of yeah. lot of cameos and not like person as themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good. Uh, it paints a fairly sympathetic picture of Tommy Wiseau, which is. I don't know how I feel about that um, in the grand scheme of things because I don't know the truth about Tommy Wiseau and I don't think anybody but Tommy Wiseau will ever know the truth about him. Um, so I imagine that he, he being James Franco, had to lean in a little bit on that, on the sympathetic action to get, to probably get as, you know, as much access as he did. But it turns out really good. It's a really good product. It's... I was telling Harlow when we left the theater, I was like, that was exactly what I was hoping for and exactly what I was expecting. And those are both very good things, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't like, at no point does it really completely like blow your socks off because, but it's just, it's, it's quality made, you know, that's, that's all you can really say about it is he did a good job, you know, like all around. <laughs> yeah, well, like, there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of interesting behind the scenes kind of things. Um, that are supposedly as as true as Greg Sestero could, you know, mm-hmm. could recall them. Um, but yeah, well made, well acted, very well acted, I yeah. guess. Um, I mean, and it also, it just further raises the questions of like, you know, there's plenty of more like, what the fuck? I mean, you're not going to get your answers. It's just kind of like, you just piques your interest again of like, how the fuck did he get this money <laughs> to do this? And all of this, like, where did he come from? Yeah, where did what he go? Pla- what, like, where no, did he like, come from? Like, literally, what planet did he come from? <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would. So here's my my ultimate recommendation. Uh, most people probably won't abide by this. You should see the room twice, and then see Disaster Artist. Even though I would like for people to support it in theaters, I think you need to have seen the room twice. Once to get once to get through the shock, once to like <laughs> wants to really study it. Once to <laughs> once to watch it and pay attention to it and understand what's going on like mm-hmm. as much as you can. And then watch the disaster artist or read the book, I guess, if you're a reading type. Yeah. yeah what we post on Twitter and maybe, you know, not everyone's paying attention to the Twitters. What I'm really curious about is anyone out there that's seen the disaster artist that hasn't seen the room. Because I'm 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 curious. It's it's one of those things where does does it play as an entertaining movie without seeing the thing it so very heavily leans on, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm very curious about. Yeah, I don't because know. I how can't that, do that. I mean, you know, so I don't know how that would come across. Yeah, probably real fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably like 
almost like watching one of those feature length behind the scenes thing of a movie without having seen the movie, like watching the hamster factor or that long. I don't think it had a title, but that one that was on the Phantom Menace, which is the best thing, anything mm-hmm. to do with the Phantom Menace, which is <laughs> yeah. a great fucking documentary behind yeah. the scenes. But yeah, it's just, I, I'm curious, like watching something like that, that this almost feels like that, like a, a companion piece, yeah. but dramatized, you know, you have to have, you, I think you really have to have context for it or else it's not going to make much sense. You're going to, I think you're going to leave the theater going, what? What? Oh, mm-hmm. that was weird. I'm not seeing any of that anymore. Bye. Um, yeah. Well, you figure how many people have seen that worst movie ever documentary, but haven't seen Troll 2. It's that one's similar. a little bit different. Yeah. I think that paints a lot more context into I mean, that its is a documentary. documentary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it gives you a lot more insight into all the buildup. And also you have a lot more access to, you know, to people who, even if they're not always being truthful, they, um, <laughs> they're at least giving you, you know, an interview or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. I think I can page this directly into another thing that I watched this okay. weekend. Oh, if uh, we're well, done. One last thing. I was just, no, all the, all the he's was, he, he's all the he's was preyed upon. All the praise was, all the praise was heaped upon James Franco. But I think like Dave Franco is actually a- absolutely fantastic in this movie too. And this he thing was Greg sister. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I, and I would say like the craziest thing is like, he's actually kind of, I mean, he's kind of the main character of the movie. Like, yeah, Tommy, Tommy was always more like this presence that floats in and out of scenes, disrupting everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're kind of like your cypher well, for this whole thing. Yeah, he's the one who wrote the book. Sure, obviously. So. But yeah, and he does. He does a really good job. I think everybody does a really good job with their impressions and mm-hmm. the, the entire thing. And I, yeah, I, I know nothing. I have nothing to go off of. Like, I mean, you can see what he's doing when he's playing Mark in the movie. You know, like you mm-hmm. can do that direct. I have no idea. How Greg Sestero is day to day talking, you know what I mean? It's like I yeah. I just found him fascinating in his like kind of opiesque Pollyanna thing, like just like <laughs> what, like who is this guy? And I I just want to be this guy. I want to be like I I can recognize what you're doing is fucking weird, but I just I want to have your confidence. That's that's really what like the whole yeah. crux of it is. Is like he latched onto like this fucking guy's confidence, and it's like I don't have that. I have the looks and possibly the talent, but this guy is just like willing to does be he? fucking out there <laughs> well dave franco does I don't know. Uh, well yeah i'm, I'm sure greg was a prettier guy you know slightly younger i mean he probably fine looks fine now i don't know mm-hmm. um so to to unfortunately like rips my sag apart but, sure sorry um but something uh, oh yes i also think you need a lot more context to watch uh, something that I watched this weekend, which was Jim and Andy, The okay. Great Beyond, <laughs> featuring a very special contractually obligated mention of Tony Clifton. I also um, watched that. Good. Yes. We can both talk about okay. it. Okay. Um, Jim Carrey... <laughs> uh, so let me set it up. Jim and Andy uh, is a sort of documentary slash interview with Jim Carrey. Yeah. More of an interview with Jim Carrey, I it feel is. like. Um, about the filming of Man in the Moon, the mm-hmm. Andy Kaufman movie. Um, I think that movie uh, sent Jim Carrey into a greater amount of insanity <laughs> than he had previously, which somehow may have... Broken him? 
<laughs> broken him into a greater amount of sanity than that he had than he had before. Okay. Because he seems incredibly hinged in this interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he's been a little bit wacky, you know, previously, but that was just the impression that I got was like, wow, this changed Jim Carrey, and it might have actually been good for him. Um, it's certainly odd. Um, because, like, what the documentary is, it's a it's a current day interview with Jim Carrey, who's mm-hmm. just sitting in a chair in a room somewhere. Just crazy old, big beard, yeah. longish hair Jim Carrey. But during the making of Man on the Moon, he commissioned uh, to have a, a photographer film all of the production of the movie. So this is all footage that hasn't been seen. It's just home movies of behind the scenes of Man on the Moon. And if you don't know how weird he was during the making of that movie, he just basically pretended he was Andy Kaufman. Or Tony Clifton. Yes, but he would not break character. Yeah. If someone called him Jim, he would be like, who is that? Well, that was basically everything that was talked about before that movie came out. Right. That was all you heard about was him doing this method acting thing. Yes. Like the entire time. And I'm guessing that was your seg because apparently James Franco did the same thing. Like, Oh, did he? I think he stayed as, as yeah. Tommy, Tommy Wiseau for the whole did. production. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's... It's interesting and uncomfortable to watch a lot of that behind the scenes stuff. And I some of it you can tell like okay, he's he's obviously just kind of I mean, he's 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 goofing a bit here. He's 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 pushing it just to get reactions out of people. When he's when he's Andy Kaufman, he's pushing it to get reactions out of people. Yeah. When he's Tony Clifton, <laughs> he is an unhinged madman. Yeah. Yeah. But so I don't necessarily have a problem with that kind of acting and it doesn't even though it seemed to confuse a lot of people on the set, especially Danny DeVito, who they kept talking to on the on the archive footage, and he was just like, "This is like what it was like. This is very strange. I don't understand what's happening." That's all well, fine. Like, but Danny DeVito's gone a little off the deep end too. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing; they don't interview anybody in the present yeah. except Jim Carrey, oh, so okay. they don't have anyone's perspective on this except Jim Carrey now, which is odd. But. The thing that the thing that disturbed the only part of it that bothered me was that he would pretend to be Andy with Andy's family. That to me seemed ridiculously disrespectful to like see Andy Kaufman's dad and be like, "Dad, I'm back. I'm not dead anymore." And it's like, yeah, okay, I mean, he guy. wasn't he wasn't treating it as flippantly as that. Yeah, to be fair, and and they don't they have did. footage of him talking to the daughter. No, but he does get emotional talking about it. Right. But he talks about it in a way that he's like, I, it was ver- it was probably good for both of us that Andy was here to talk to the daughter and let her know everything's okay. And yeah. I'm like, that's another thing is he even <laughs> talks about himself being mm-hmm. like he talks about when he was portraying Andy and occupying Andy as if it was just Andy Kaufman. Yeah, like Andy or just Tony came back Clifton and took him right. over, which is real weird. Um, I didn't find the stuff necessarily with his family disrespectful because it was never like there may be there may be other footage out there, but what I saw wasn't just like I mean it he, wasn't flippant. He it wasn't was, being rude to them, but it just seems weird to pretend that you're someone's dead kid. Yeah, a- and be like, "Hey, Dad, I'm back from heaven. <laughs> How's but it like, been going?" Keep, <laughs> yeah, you keep saying it like that like hey dad i'm back but he never says anything like that close to it not that i remember but he says like good to see you again 
Yeah. That kind of weirdness. I mean, it's but just... that's not, hey, dad, I'm back from heaven. Hey, <laughs> remember I was dead. You know, there's, I, I think. I just, I just think that part is weird. Just it is, interacting with the family. It is like, strange, but it, yeah. to me, it seemed. Well, I mean, I, I strangely sweet. I saw bits and pieces of this, so I don't feel completely qualified to chime in. I'm just merely chiming in with, I, I guess it really depends on how far Andy Kaufman's eccentric personality extended. Like if it was literally like I'm doing this on stage and in front of cameras, but when I'm away, I'm actually a normal person, you know, or if he was always that weird 24 seven. Well, you know, and then I'm like, that's, you know, the weird thing about man on the moon is that it would have moments where Andy Kaufman would wink at the other characters and be like, I'm putting everybody on. Right. Well, but, that, that's what I mean. I, I'm just saying like, but, but if, if, if Jim Carrey portrayed Andy Kaufman, during the making of that movie as yeah. if he was never breaking character. And that's weird because Andy Kaufman would let other people in on the joke. He had a select, but not all the time. No, no. But he, I mean, how do you know he didn't do this? Like maybe this, well, I mean, that's, 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 that's another that's, thing about that's, it. That's the other weird thing is like, to me, like Andy Kaufman would do something weird like this. I mean, like, yes, I, I mean, I was honestly a hundred percent convinced that he wasn't dead and he was going to show up at the premiere. Right. Because he predicted like the year that that came out was the yeah. year he said, I'll be back in whatever number of years. And it was that fucking year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, holy shit, this well, is going to be was. the weirdest just goddamn, this is going to be the weirdest <laughs> goddamn stunt of all time. Yeah. And I was like, I kept waiting for it to happen. Like him mm -hmm. just be sitting in the back row of not even like the big premiere, like just a showing. Yeah. <laughs> right. The like, weird thing about Columbus, this yeah. though, is that there is a hint of this was all a put on as well. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't actually, mentally broken during all of this and it was it was an a well orchestrated act on the set like he was him and Bob's Muda were basically punking everybody like they had concocted this thing there's a hint of that just a hint and it's especially like right after the it's like a mid credit scene where they kind of pull back the curtain a little bit and you get a little bit of Jim Carrey like aha and it's like oh wait <laughs> so it's it's interesting. It's another yeah. thing that doesn't resolve anything mm -hmm. or, or answer any questions except for what was it like to see Jim Carrey go fucking bug nuts <laughs> as Tony Clifton? Um, I, I, need, I need to see this all the way. It's I, good. Yeah. It's worth watching. The I never heard about the Playboy Mansion stunt. That was awesome. Which is fucking <laughs> hilarious. Two things are awesome about that. One, the stunt. Two, like the celebrities that night were Andy Dick and John Lovitz. Right. <laughs> like, who gives a... What kind of fucking jerk-ass party is this? <laughs> also, was Kevin Nealon was there? I think he was, like yeah. yeah. Just a, <laughs> a bunch of weirdos. It stinks. Yes. <laughs> Let's get all the supporting cast of sitcoms to over to the Playboy Mansion for a party. Right. <laughs> bunch of ex-SNL mm -hmm. bullshit. Um, so weird. Yeah. So so weird, um, but it was good. It, it was a it was a good thing. Like it's a, it's a well made thing, and it's it's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's worth your two hours or whatever. And uh, just to wrap up my viewing um, for the last week or so, uh, I mainlined Master of None, which is on Netflix. It's the Aziz Ansari series, oh, right. um, where he's like a, a TV commercial actor. Um, that's a really good series. There's a lot of really funny stuff, a lot of um, interesting character work. Um, his parents are in it. They're great. Um, his actual parents? His actual oh, parents okay. are in it, yeah. Um, they portray his actual parents, and it's it's pretty good. It's 
it's cute. Um, it's a lot of relationshipy stuff. Uh, there are a couple episodes that are just fantastic that you probably shouldn't miss if you're at all interested. And that's the, um, uh, there's one called New York, I Love You, and one called Thanksgiving, I think it is. Uh, yeah, I've heard about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is really good. For New York, I Love You is is also really good. Um, and then the first episode of the second season called The Thief is also excellent. It's all shot in black and white. Most of it's in Italian. Um, I didn't know Aziz Ansari knows Italian, but good for him because uh, it <laughs> seems like it seems like he knows the basic amount of Italian you would need to do what he's doing in that uh, in that season. But uh, Master of None on Netflix, it's really good. Also, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two last night, and that's pretty damn good. Um, I also watched that this week. Oh, good for us. We're, we're <laughs> movie buddies. Um, you guys should just hang out. And yeah, movie all right. together. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should do a podcast. Movie bros. <laughs> do 2017 movies recap. I can't believe you like movies too. <laughs> um, you want to bro out? <laughs> the interesting thing about Guardians 2 is I don't care about really any of the action scenes in that movie. They're they're pretty, but I don't I don't care about them. All I care about is just the sort of character work in between. Um, yeah, that it's all right. Real good. Pretty good. Uh, not as good as the first, but pretty I think good. I liked it better than the first. Well, it gets better the second time you watch it. Okay. When you know where it's going, there's a lot more yeah. nuance to all the things that are happening. Okay. Well, I won't watch it again for a while, probably, yeah. but I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. So, because the first time you spend the first half just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you can get past that, like everything has a lot more resonance in that first half that. You know, the second half obviously has way more resonance regardless, but yeah, you know. I think it may make the first movie mean more because yeah. you, now that you know what you know from watching that, if you go back and look at it through the lens, so that may be what I, what mm-hmm. I do yeah. in a couple months is just bookend them. But I kind of want to catch up on Marvel movies because I'm way behind. There's a few of them. There's like 600 of them. There's so they many. They make a lot. But and they make a lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. This $800 billion a piece. Um, but yeah, I, that's all that I've, that I've watched. I'm done. I, I sure as hell, when I was watching Guardians 2, felt like this is the first movie where I thought someone with an eye for what HDR does on televisions was thinking, like filming this movie. Like this movie just goes for color in ways that I haven't seen a movie really go for color. Like whenever there's fire or anything like that, it's all this weird, like multicolor candy sprinkle fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking yes. at, and I'm just like, man, they are just really going for a color palette. And in they this. shot that movie in eight K. So it's future. Yeah. It's ready for the future. Yeah. I, I can, I get that. Um, that even on my normal ass TV, mm-hmm. my normal ass 1080 TV, that yeah. looked really good. Yeah, it did. Like I, it stood out to me as something where it's just like, man, I can't imagine this even looking better and there's a better version of it out there. So I'd like to see sort of that, that last scene Mm -hmm. in like on Harlow's TV in ultra HD 4k Dolby 10 shit. I can certainly imagine that. Yeah. So I've I've watched the opening credits multiple times. Yeah. The, the uh, it's, (laughs) I've watched them quite a few times. That's a great segment. I mean, really a really terrific put together segment. Mm -hmm. Just, can't argue that. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's just fun. Yeah, that that movie is fun. Um, it, it's so weird looking at my 2017 list, going like, man, all my movies are fucking comic book movies, and I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a comic book person, but they're really well made movies. So, yeah. um, 
let me just run through a couple things real quick that we didn't agree to watch together. Right. Uh, uh, I I watched the house after you, like oh, right, right yeah, after yeah. you had talked about it. I don't know, man. I just kind of sat there and was like, yeah, there are jokes in this, but eh, you know, I mean, like none of them are really. I mean, it's like, haha, okay, but like. That movie just is edited in a way that you can tell it's just joke, 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 and they just took all exposition and threw it out the fucking window. They're like, ah, you don't give a shit about the story. Look, they're fucking building a casino in their mm-hmm. house. Let the shenanigans begin, you know? Um, so, I mean, it was all right. There's a movie that I hope everyone gets to watch before the end of the year award stuff, and that movie is Colossal. I don't want to say a lot about Colossal. Tell us the name. I mean, you said it's big, but... It's huge. It's Colossal. Uh... I I know the premise of that movie. Is it about a shiny metal dude with no. powers and stuff? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just thought they were all superhero movies. Oh, no. I thought maybe one... you got a standalone movie. No, no, It's no. a kaiju movie. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, the ideas in that movie are kind of clumsy in a way that it feels like maybe a space alien made this film. Like they saw some of our movies and were like, this is what people like. And then tried to do the most sincere thing they possibly could. It's real close. Like it's almost Mm -hmm. on normal people's wavelengths, but there's just a little part of it that is way out there. And I can see people turning on this movie hard, but for whatever reason, it clicked with me. And I think in terms of like year in stuff, I think it's, it's something that's worth making sure that people see. So I, I don't necessarily think that everyone is going to think it's as great as I did. I, I it's when that movie ends, you kind of sit there and go, I can't believe that movie exists. Like you just think about how safe a lot of movies are. And it's like, this is out there. This is so fucking out there. So, but That's not out want. there. It, it's just, it's not out there like in a Tim Burton kind of way. Like this is just some weirdos, weird, yeah, weird, weird dream. for weird sake. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, this is just another way of thinking. And I am, I'm always amazed when I see someone else present something to me that's not something that I could sit down and put together in some way. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things that, like, you're amazed it got by the pitch. Yes. Because the pitch is like, wow, that sounds really cool. We will never pay you to make that. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It sounds like <laughs> that's nice. That's your that's your pet project that you're yeah. never going to get to do. And it's it exists. And it's like people agreed to make it. And you're like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. So, yeah, worth seeing. Um so then, like uh, <laughs> I, I was kind of feeling like my just my funny bone was broken because I'd seen like three or four comedies in a row, and I'm like, none of these are great. Is like, am I broken? Am I suffering some sort of depression? Or, but then I watched Baywatch, which, understandably, <laughs> like right. the whole world just fucking shit on Baywatch. I watched Baywatch and and was like into it the whole time. I thought that movie was was really funny. Um, it's not terrific, but kind of seeing the rock in an R rated thing and be filthy was amusing to me because usually it doesn't play that guy. And every two minutes he has a new put down for Zac Efron and every single time it just made me laugh because every single one is different and every single one is accurate. Mm -hmm. It's so strange. He just calls him every boy band name in the world and then just goes off on a ridiculous tangent as the movie goes on. And you're like, what the hell's happening? The, it's running joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's one of those movies. It's it's you know, it's a redone property that they kind of have to shoehorn some dumb mm-hmm. shit into um, the ties to the original source material are 
clunky as shit and should have just been scrapped altogether and are also ruined by the opening fucking credits. No. So. Okay. It's like there are surprise cameos that you kind of expect to be in there, but they're in the fucking opening credits and you're like, fuck you movie for Mm -hmm. agreeing to give them the and billing, you know? (laughs) So, but then they, they don't stick the landing when they show up either. So, Hmm. um, and then, Last night, I tried to watch Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yeah. Tried to, huh? Yeah. Uh, I did not finish Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, no. It's it's too much. It's just, it's just too fucking much. It's, it's like the fifth element times a million. It is just, here's a new universe and crazy shit and nothing but CG and go. Also, the leads are really unlikable, and you don't even want to look at them. And <laughs> so it's like the five millionth element. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just doing the math for you. Yeah, there's something unlikable about Dane DeHaan, and I hate to put it that way, but like I, I was shocked. There's something off-putting about him. I was shocked to find out he's in his 30s. He yeah. he looks like a 12 year old who hasn't <laughs> slept in a week, and he sounds like Keanu Reeves with a head cold, and it's like what is this weirdo child doing in this movie? This is, and everyone in this movie is probably 30 and they look like they're 14. Hmm. So like all the major characters are children. And well, I don't think Car- Cara Delevingne isn't that old. Okay. Yeah. She's like early twenties. I think, okay. I think it's, it's just, it's weird. And so mm-hmm. I got about 75, 80 minutes into it and the rental disc started. She's 38. Is she? No, she's no, what? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, no, she's 25. Nice. <laughs> nice job right there. <laughs> Good oh, one. Well, I was more Boom. about to be like, where the fuck has she been? Because she only popped up in like the last three years. That's like me on Twitter where I'm like, want to feel old? Kurt Cobain would have been 67 this year. And people and are like, get 45 replies. People are like, no, I don't think he was that old. And I'm like, I know he wasn't that old, you fucking idiot. But I got around to like the 80 minute mark and the movie's like two and a half hours. And the rental disc started glitching out and I pulled it out. And it was like, oh, there's a smudge on this. Let me clean it off. And then I was like, you know what? I don't have to put this back in. <laughs> I have no reason to put this back in. I wasn't even watching it at this point. Mm-hmm. I just w- was, my attention was drawn to the TV because it started glitching out and it wasn't part of the movie. It was the actual disc. And I was just like, I, I have no interest in this. It, mm-hmm. Man, I still have to watch that after. Yeah. I, I, I really I, wanted something like I really wanted that movie to be good. Yeah. And then it came out. It has a great <laughs> credit sequence. Like the the mm. the story they tell over the opening credits is amazing. And I was like, I'm in. I'm all in. And then it's just these two fucking kids wearing Hawaiian shirts on a 40 minute adventure in the Star Wars cantina. And I'm like, the fuck is this? What am I watching? And then like all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got a plot over here. And I'm like, I, I'm I'm out. I, I just I don't care. Like yeah. it's it it takes high concept and then it's like what if we really get high with our high concept Ooh. and it's like okay I like your ideas but man fuck calm down <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah if, if you like a bunch of dudes standing in green screen talking to probably tennis balls on string <laughs> oh man sign me up <laughs> yeah yeah I wish I could have finished it but mm. I did not that's all I got all right so do I is it my turn. Yeah. Oh, sweet. What'd you see? I, I saw a bunch of stuff we've talked about before. Okay. <laughs> so it's not going to be long. Uh, Jurassic World was on TV, mm-hmm. and my wife insisted on watching it for what quite kind a while. Of, what kind of TV? Uh, HBO or? Uh, uh, no, FX. They've got the movies. 
She, it's oh. Jurassic World. She, it's yeah, Jurassic Park. I, I, I know. She's it's, gonna it's watch your it. wife. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I don't understand. Like, like, I, I'll never quite understand that people are just like despise that movie and feel like it's the death of movies and just like hate it with every fiber of their being and have to let people know. Oh, like, she, she wore heels in the jungle. Yeah, so yeah. her shoes were yeah, the but, worst like, choice just, ever. Yeah, it's just like whenever Jurassic World comes up, there are the people that are like, "No, that movie's bad. I need to tell you that movie's bad." You know, and it's like, I okay, like I don't understand that, but I will admit, like ninety percent of that movie's plot is people being like, "What's the worst possible decision I could make right now?" Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make one worse than that, and like just over and over and over. So yeah, it gets. Isn't that the crux of like all of Jurassic yeah, Park it, though? Like all of them. N- this one is, is exceptionally so. Yeah. Every character in this is real dumb. Yeah, and then like, and then they have to deal with their dumbness. yeah, and like and. <laughs> Yeah, and and the good deaths are given to like characters that don't matter, and then like fat military just gets eaten off screen, and you know it's just wait, me and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to wait, fat military. Yeah, <laughs> you mean Thor? Uh, isn't that his name, Fat Military? Yes, in in that movie, Captain. Yeah, Captain Fat Military. <laughs> the yeah. only good decision is Jimmy Buffett snagging his margaritas mm-hmm. off the table. Yeah, because no. if you're going to die to a pterodactyl attack, might as well. Yeah, be and I know a lot of people like are, you know, applying that to current political climates and stuff like retroactively. They're like, yeah, it kind of, you know, kind of feels like 2017, doesn't it? You know, and it's like, yeah, I get I get like your whole like shoehorning this stuff in thing. It's but dinosaurs it, running amok on an island. That's... Yeah, but but to me, it's more if you want to put any meaning into it, it's like. You know, you you'd you'd have to go with like corporatism deciding that they're always they always know what's best and them and then continually fucking it up and yeah. not paying any consequences for it. But yeah, it, that movie's all right. I mean, like I I just I don't understand the hate for it. I mean, Jurassic but, World is actually an allegory for the Bay of Pigs invasion. Mm, that's what I've heard. <laughs> You're an allegory for the hey. Bay of Pigs invasion. Hey, at You're least right. at least Kong Skull Island is very open about what it's referencing when oh, it's yeah. doing it, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but uh, and then I I got on a Star Wars kick because there might be a Star Wars movie coming out that I heard. Mm. Which what's, I, a, what's a Star Wars? Yeah, I've been able to avoid Star- all trailers, and then like at my in-laws, there's mm-hmm. commercials like "Don't let anyone spoil this moment for you," and it's like "Bam!" moment on screen. I'm like, "Are you fucking?" <laughs> joking right now you you know that whatever they're showing on screen is uh, i know out of context or whatever but it's just but still like even when it's a misdirect then everyone like it gets people going oh man well i, I bet this is what happens in that scene and mm-hmm. they're like it's not a spoiler it's in all the commercials you know you get that sort of bullshit so but anyway uh that's why i have avoided uh spoiler the trailers and my family <laughs> oh is that why yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm just like I don't want to I, I don't want to know shit about this movie I don't want to know anything I want to know as as nothing as as I can because mm-hmm. this will be the first time I would be able to go into one of these knowing jack shit about it I've seen I think a teaser and a trailer now yeah I've I've avoided the trailer completely which is I don't a both of them in fact I don't know how I've done me. it I got I got hyped yeah off of them <laughs> mm-hmm and it's calmed down since then, so I'm ready to I'm ready to ease in yeah. gently. I, I am like now that people are starting to review it, and I'm seeing like the scores on Letterboxd. I'm like I'm not reading a damn thing, but I'm seeing like oh four and a half, that's good. A five here, a four there. You know, like all of them are pretty much four and above. I'm like, I've all seen right. some gushing on the twitters, and yeah, it yeah, they, they, there's been enough of that. But I was like, all right, I need to watch stuff. And then like Jens in the uh, 
in the discord chat, we started talking about movie scores and all that. And I was like, all right, I just, we were talking about empire strikes back and I just fucking ended up watching empire strikes back again. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I could like, I always talk about the carbon freeze scene, but I could write a book about just how they use reaction shots in that scene to sell everything because they get a reaction shot from almost every character in that scene at all the different times. And it's the best way to cut around like, all right, we're not using effects to do this. We're just going to like sell. We're going to let the actors sell everything that's happening in this scene. And there's a ton of that sort of stuff going on, you know, especially like with Mark Hamill when he's uh, dealing with Yoda, Mm -hmm. like so much of that is, is all him selling the fact that there's, you know, Frank Oz is staying under a platform underneath him, moving a fucking puppet in his Mm -hmm. face, but everyone buys it. That thing's real. So, you know, that movie's great. That movie, I always claim Out of Sight is my favorite movie, but I think I love Empire Strikes Back more than any other movie that exists. Like, like it's just like, it's part of my DNA at this point. <laughs> that makes sense. You know? But, uh, yeah. And then uh, watch Force Awakens to get ready. <laughs> and God, the last shot of that movie is baffling, ba- bafflingly bad. I don't understand it. I, I still, like, I remember talking about this opening night. I remember talking about this on the podcast after. What is with the last, like, minute and a half of that movie? The with fuck? all this spinning yeah, and everything. Well, well, uh. Like, it just, like, Mark Hamill staring at Ray and Ray staring back and holding out the lightsaber. It's like, you don't have to hold these for, like, 40 seconds each. Yeah. Like, and then to do, like, the swirl around them with the helicopter shot and then to zoom, like, to to wipe on that. Like even the transition of the music is awkward. Yeah. It's yeah, only the swirls. The only thing that bothered me Yeah, As that's literally, I have no problem with anything else about it. The yeah, swirl but, is bad. Yeah. The, bad the cut from the helicopter shot to the wipe to the credits is awkward. Like it, it's yes. unsettling. It's like the movement isn't correct. It's like, you don't pull from a shot that's moving a certain direction and then do a pull out of it to, you know, it's just wipe along with the movement if you have to do that. Do a rotary but also, wipe. if you're spinning a certain way, you yeah. just you But know, also, like, you don't end on a moving shot like that. That's a transition shot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's yeah. You freeze frame. It's so <laughs> yes. It, it's <laughs> such a loss of like. It's just such a a failure in editing and filmmaking. It's just like I don't get it. Like, like how does that happen? Mm-hmm. And you it's know? hard to it's hard to take it seriously as a stylistic choice too because it doesn't work yeah yeah like there are about eight different ways you can you can recut that and it's great i mean i hate to see what they didn't like they they must have had like okay how are we going to go out and they must have had i don't know eight options and it was like it it just that that they picked this how bad were the other options like we can go out on this we can go out on that oh yeah that's it like man well, yeah, I mean, like, and obviously they like it because no one has ever gone back and, and said, we need to fix the last shot. Let, let's just change. Something. Well, I mean, even then, like it, end on him or end on her. Yeah. You don't need the sweeping. Let's go around the little island thing. It's yeah. You know, they're there. <laughs> it's just one of those things that it's, that's like, I don't get what you're doing because it's so much of everything else they're doing in that movie is great. Mm-hmm. That movie moves. That movie keeps moving. And granted, I I'm not a fan of the whole like. All right, here's the pirates that show up. All right, they're dead. Remember, they were those were the guys in the raid. Wasn't that cool? Yeah. All right, they're gone. Never mind. <laughs> they dead. So, 
But yeah. still, I uh, that movie I I I like it. I like parts of it better, and I like parts of it less on a rewatch. It's it's very weird how my expectations shift for it, but I I still think I'm more mad about a character death than I am moved by it. It just feels dumb. Mm. Oh yeah. Well, well, I mean, like <laughs> you want you want a true comparison. Watch the carbon free scene, and then watch that scene. Yeah. There's no anything it, like like and and that scene should have so much more weight than it does. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, it's just there. Yeah. And, and it's almost like an, an inevitability. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I guess this is the part where this happens. Yeah. You know, but let- I mean, even just like the setting of it, it's just like, dude, why are you even walking out there? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Come here, character. Let's have a heart to heart on this dangerous plank way. <laughs> yeah. Well, but anyway, the first I'm, time with that. No, yeah. I know, but it just, I mean, just, eh. But I'm I'm ready for Last Jedi. Okay. Now I just have to find a seat and a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably be Sunday, so I'm gonna have to like d- just vanish from social media as soon as Thursday night hits. Yeah. I'm tempted to take Friday off. <laughs> just go see it like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, man. That sounds like a really idea. good idea. Like I'm seriously tempted to just do that because like any other showing is gonna be fucked. You gotta let me know if you're gonna do that because I might do it. Also, yeah. it's a good I'm, idea. It is a good yeah. idea. Yeah. I'm looking for excuses to burn a few more days this year. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, so. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I look like I took an entire day off for Phantom Menace and saw it three times pre-booked. Um, so, I, you know, a day off for for Carrie for Fisher's last hurrah. for what's going to be probably a good Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. It, it couldn't be worse. Let's just put it that there's absolutely. It is impossible for it to be worse. People have seen this movie and are giving it ratings. Yes. Yeah. Ratings have happened. <laughs> so it is impossible for it to be worse than The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Man. Highly yeah. implausible. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I've, I, I know people's opinions of people that have seen it, for sure. Well, nobody... <laughs> I know I know for a fact. And at best, they would be silent. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Mackie when he saw it earlier. Like... <laughs> I'm gonna swallow that. That fucking sucked. <laughs> I I know for I, a f- I, I just told people lower your expectations. Yeah. I know for a fact that if they brought Jar Jar back, we wouldn't have heard the we would have heard about it already. So probably, <laughs> I'd hope. Highly implausible, still possible. I think. Just <laughs> I'm I'm just tempering my he expectations. Is the last Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was the secret Sith Jedi. Lord, remember? Right? Yeah. Whee! <laughs> Miss a Jedi, honey. Yeah, that would be... Oh, God. Miss a got me, mucha midi-chlorians. <laughs> <laughs> Miss a got mucha midi-chlorians. Oh, um, that would be... <laughs> I think that's the noise you meant to make. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. I would lose my shit. Sure. Um in a good way or like a like in a storm like, out of the theater I would be so marquees. angry <laughs> and happy and I would laugh so much there would be so many emotions <laughs> it would just be it would, it would just be the best like the best stupid shitty thing that they could do is to do that intentionally and just lean into that fucking theory mm-hmm. yeah. just ah oh, be the best Jar Jar is snow <laughs> sure. They cut sure. his ears off and messed his face up. And right. now he's mm-hmm. yeah. weirder things have happened in the world. Yep. 
But yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie. Yeah. I think that brings us about to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the link for the Patreon? Uh, Patreon.com slash BMFCast. Yeah. Uh, go to the website, BMFCast.com. Uh, send us emails to BMF at BMFCast.com. Call us on the Garfield phone, 9105-JOX-BMF or 9105569263. Uh, subscribe to us on all the things. You know, we're on, on the YouTubes and yep. the emails and the computers. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> on the interwebs. Yeah. <laughs> We're also on Facebook, if you like that. I mean, we don't do shit there, but you can follow us there, and you'll see the posts. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, Possibly, yeah. yeah. We've been a little lax on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, that's because Facebook sucks as a platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So We're more active on Twitter. Yep. Twitter is our jam. Mm-hmm. It's our speed. We are that kind of Gen X millennial blend. <laughs> we're Twitter Twitterers. We're tweeters. Gen x Yes. Anyway. Right, let's get out of here, shall we? Yes. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out. See you next time, you cute motherfuckers. <laughs>